Welcome back to the Akiyama Brothers Song to Screen podcast, hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. In the spirit of Halloween, Mark and Landon talk about the new animated film, The Addams Family. Find out more at akiyamamusic.com. Hello! Hi, Mark! It's good to talk to you again. Welcome back to this full dog. I don't know any other... The hand, the hand doesn't make any noise. Okay. Um, no, but the little hairy guy that was played by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. I couldn't even tell if it was Snoop Dogg talking. I know, that was, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, in case you missed it, we are definitely talking about The Addams Family, the new animated one. Um, has anybody seen it yet? It's well, been out a while, a couple weeks. It's Halloween. I suggest you should go see it. It's great for family fun. Um, Mark and I saw it together, and we had family fun. <laughs> um, Creepy, crawly, family fun? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of a better alliteration. Okay. Well, um, we hope this episode gets to some of you guys, because we have been on a hiatus for a while. Yeah, we took a summer break that ended up being a little bit of a September break. Yeah, because our our summers don't end until fall. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of joke that was. Well, because now in October it's fall. Yeah, but you it's should seasonal. Make like a fall tree and let your jokes fall flat on the ground. Great. All right. Good. Thanks. Thanks. You hear that? <laughs> that was Landon's spirit being blown away in the wind. So sad. Anyway, well, we're here to talk about the Adams family. Um, yeah, I think the first experience that I had with the Adams family was the TV show, the animated one. Yeah, the two D animated no, no, no. one. No, the actual people. No, that was a movie. Oh, uh, that was a movie. No a movie. Th- no, it was a sitcom. It was the uh, let's see, I'm looking up the uh, 1964 TV series. It was black and white. Um, You're thinking of the monsters. No, I'm literally looking at the Wikipedia page right now. Wait, hang on, let me go see this. You know, it was 30-minute 30, 30 episodes on television. Uh, Wikipedia says it was created by David Levy, or Levi, depending on how you... Anyway, and Donald Saltzman. Shot in black and white. Aired for two seasons on ABC from uh, 1964 to 1966. A total of 64 episodes. This is the one that I remember they had it on repeat. Okay, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, great. Oh, wait, never mind. These actors are... I don't recognize these actors. <laughs> <laughs> See, I t- okay. So I was thinking, yeah, I knew there was a there was a TV series in 1992. Yeah, that, it was the animated one, and then there was a movie that I'm also thinking of in 1991, a year before, that had that was the one with Angelica Houston as yeah, and Ro Julia as um as the what's the male's character um Gomez. Yeah, Gomez and Julia as Morticia, or sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and Angelica Houston as Morticia. Yes, those are the ones we remember because that's when they came out when we were kids. So, which they kind of had weak storylines where Fester always had some um, lady who was trying to just get money from him, and then the one where he lost his memory and she made him think that he was not an Adams. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Thinking back, those were not the greatest storylines. What? Unless I remember them. Maybe I should rewatch them. No, I, they were memorable. I like them. Okay. As a kid, yeah. I like them. 
They were and then it had the girl from Casper in it, Christina Ritchie. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Sleepy Hollow. She always creeped me out. Yeah, that was the point. It's the Adams family. Yeah, she played Wednesday. Yes. Okay. Well, moving on. We're talking about this one, the 2019 Adams family movie animated. Yes, they decided to go back to an animated version, which was good. I like the way they did they animated this one. Yeah. Cuz in animation they um they can push a lot of different things, like do a lot of gags differently than you just can't really do with real people. So I thought it was um, refreshing and the jokes, some of the jokes were, actually some of the jokes were really, really dark, especially for an animated film. I thought, I was like, wow, that was... Yeah. That was well, there was enough stuff good. for, you know, kids and then also stuff for adults. There were a there. lot of adult jokes. I thought. <laughs> yeah. A lot of depressing stuff. So what brother duo did the music for this film hint it's not the akiyama brothers no it was michael dana and jeff dana yeah and they brought back the adams family theme by vic mizzy you know the the main one oh we both did the snaps of course you have to it's part of the theme yeah i know actually um we should just get right into it right yeah let's do it um so do you remember the scene where they brought in the original or how they did it the vic mizzy theme yeah how do they do that they use the uh the big tall frankenstein character lurch yeah that's his name and in this one he has a talent of playing the organ he's very good at it and uh what is it he started playing what was that, Mark? The uh, the Bach uh, piece? The Bach Toccata and Fugue in D minor, yeah. for anybody who knows. Or if you don't know, it's also known as the Creepy Organ Halloween theme. The one that goes like this. I don't actually remember what the chords are. But yeah, it goes like that. Yeah, so they use that in kind of a you know funny way. Of um, bringing in the yeah, Adam's Family theme. The the thing. Is that what it's called? The thing? The hand? Just no. the hand? Thing? Yeah, the thing. thing. Isn't Thing the hairy guy? No, that's Cousin It. Cousin It, that's right. Yeah, Thing. So Thing was like conducting the um, conducting Lurch to try to get him to play a specific thing. And then he finally got him to play something sort of like the Adam's Family theme. And then he gets the idea. It was, a, it was actually really cute scene because they didn't rush it really they gave they gave it time to go through a bunch of different musical styles um like the Bach Toccata and Fugue and then they went to uh what else did they do did they do like a polka type thing yeah they also did the baseball thing the base yeah yeah the um, yeah yeah he did that and he went through that it was cool it was also in the trailer so if you saw one of the trailers they showed that part um and i forget which trailer but it was in one of them so they could really show off the special organ that they used mark do you want to talk about that yeah so why the one of the big reasons that this the organ in the animated film was featured so much is because they used a special organ that we've actually talked about on the podcast before and it's kind of getting a lot of use now in a whole bunch of different scores uh danny elfman used it in one of his pieces recently he went over to the recording studio, um, Nathan Barr. So remember, if you remember, we talked about him. He's a composer for The House with the Clock in Its Walls. Episode 20. Yeah. So 
they he refurbished or he bought and refurbished an old uh 1928 fox Wurlitzer theater organ from one of the old movie house theaters uh it was just like it was just boxed up in a warehouse somewhere and then so he purchased it and then he installed it in his studio with all the pipes and and an organ room and everything so the organ console is just floating around his around his studio and then he has all the pipes set up um in the organ chamber within his studio so because it's a classic organ theater organ for movies like, it was used on a bunch of silent films and everything. Um, Sound of Music, Star Trek, Journey to the Center of the Earth, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Bernard Herrmann. I have my own Wikipedia page right here. <laughs> Good job, Landon. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so he... What was I saying? No, I don't remember. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was used he on could, a whole bunch of films. He used it on a whole bunch of films. And is becoming more popular with film composers um, because it's such a rare organ. So whenever... Like I said, Danny Elfman used it on a score recently. I can't remember the name, but I saw the pictures on Instagram. Danny Elfman was at the studio and he took pictures playing the organ and stuff. So go find him on Instagram. You'll find out. Um, we can't do all the work for you. <laughs> so <laughs> so this organ's been getting a lot of use. Um, so this was just the latest, um, latest score it's been on, which was really fitting because the Adams Family... Uh, is traditionally always had an organ player, usually usually lurch. So it's always had like organ music accompanying the house in the morning and everything. So it was um, it was a really cool addition, and they they really featured it really well. With um, actually, they they featured two things really well: both the organ introducing the organ, and then how they incorporated the Adams Family theme song into the the beginning of the movie, movie the little prologue. Mm-hmm. And that theme also comes back. In one of the original songs, My Family, um, that they had uh, Snoop yeah. Dogg, Rock Mafia, Carol G, and Migos record. Um, yeah, just our, you know, our classic favorites, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why they, <laughs> well, they use that motif in their, in their, um, in the background music. Yeah. Um, no, it was really good, though. They used the organ a lot, too, in the movie. So, mm-hmm. pretty much, he was always, in his scenes, he was usually at the organ. And there's a little scene in there. Uh, do you remember this one that I'm about to talk about? I don't want to spoil it, but the one where Lurch does something super unexpected. Uh, it wasn't at the piano. I think it was at the harpsichord or at the their grand their grand piano harpsichord in the in the house. You remember that? I think you should just tell us. Okay, <laughs> Lurch starts singing, and it's really, really, really unexpected, but it's oh, yeah. so funny. What? Uh, what song was that? Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. It's okay. They have to go see it. He it was it was really great. It was um uh, it was a pop song, so it was really out of context, but um it fit really well because it was an animated film so they can go back and forth between you know pop culture reference songs and stuff a lot easier than you would be able to in a live action setting. You'd be a little bit more restricted. Um But yeah, I liked how they took a lot of chances especially with the music to do different styles like the polka and then Yeah. And they use Lurch as like their way, their funnel of introducing all this music and doing different stuff that yeah. fit really well with the story mm-hmm. and what was happening. And they just, you know, if the polka just happened to fit that scene that they were doing, you know, something fun, they used Lurk to uh, deliver it. You mean Lurch? Yeah, Lurch. That's what I said. Yeah. It was, and then even for the um, the whole 
uh, Pugsley's coronation. sort of yeah his coronation. Which we're not spoiling anything. Don't worry. Um, uh, he they kind of did a mix of different musical styles, kind of like uh, a polka, and then uh, what is it? The like sort of a Romanian dance style, and then a gypsy jazz type thing where really? the yeah, it goes like and then um especially with the the um gypsy jazz with a a a um sort of a squeaky screechy kind of violin solo on top of it where it's real gritty sounding uh like the they're really digging into the strings um so that's kind of a characteristic of the gypsy jazz Romanian style um so that was cool. That was pretty much only used for Pugsley's sort of thing, his his scenario that he's going through. Um, but uh, there's a point where they mix in that with the the Adams Family melody, um, and you'd be able to recognize it. Um, but I thought the way they mixed those those two themes were really cool. They did that a lot because they tried to weave in the Adams family throughout the movie. And as it goes through the movie, it gets more woven in and more apparent throughout the film. And then finally at the end, you get the, the obvious, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, not that kind of thing, that exact thing. So it was cool how they, they emphasized it more and more as the movie went on. And then leading up to the actual, here it is, da 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 Oh, yeah, and there were also a few parts, um, especially with the organ, I think that uh, at some parts it sounded like Nightmare Before Christmas. Not sounded like, but reminded me of. Yeah, um, it's that style where the... Oh, what are you going to say? Well, I was gonna, yeah, I guess like that style uh, where the organ comes in and it's... Especially when they uh, scale back the orchestra and it sounds more like a quartet, especially when you have the timpani oh, yeah. Um, yeah. accompanying it. Uh, where you really hear the timpani. So there's like a small amount of strings going on, and then you have the timpani in the background, and then some sort of brass or, or um, solo horn type thing. Usually, uh, do they have any? Oh, they did have accordion. Yeah, that's why. That's also why it kind of gave off that Nightmare Before Christmas feel because of the mm-hmm. small, when they scaled it back to the you know, handful of string players, like two violinists, um, like quartet, two violinists, uh, viola and then the cellist um probably a couple bases in there too though um and then the timpani especially that is kind of not borrowing but like kind of has that danny elfman nightmare before christmas sound
Yeah, it's kind of in that genre that they set from Danny from uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah, we're not saying. I mean, not saying that we they meant to do that, but that's just no. But I naturally, mean, what our ears think of well at least ours maybe because we've studied that score so much yeah well, i'm also saying it's kind of more of a genre now like a halloween genre yeah mm-hmm. you know i guess not so horror genre but specifically the childish childishness of halloween where it's not scary but it's a little creepy yeah um speaking of instruments though um there's a they took pictures during the scoring session um, and they they have there's a website where you can go see it and we'll link that in the description and stuff but um, they also had a lot of besides the the theater organ they also had a lot of cool weird instruments that um, you typically don't use in a score so um, stuff you would use to kill somebody though yeah uh-huh like hacksaws and stuff so no it, joke yeah so they had a uh, soloist Janine Heller, um, she plays musical saws. So if you take a violin bow and you kind of hold the the handle part of a saw between your knees and then you run the violin bow across the, the metal edge of the blade or not like the sharp end, but the, you know, the flat end, um, it uh, mimics sort of like the a singing voice. Um, so they call it singing or musical saws. It kind of sounds like a theremin because when you bend the saw, you get different notes. If you bend it more, the note gets higher. If you straighten it out, it it's a lower note. Um, so if you use different size saws, you also get different uh, different ranges of notes and stuff. So that, I forget what track that was in, but you'll hear it. It's a really weird, quirky, kind of eerie sound, goofy a little bit. Or you might not because it fits so well. But we don't recommend you try this at home. Yeah, um, these are special musical saws that they use. Like the edges are, um, the sharp edges. There's no cut teeth off. on them. Yeah. There's no teeth, so they should be completely safe. You theoretically shouldn't be able to uh, skewer somebody. Yeah, and then they also had an accordion. Um, and then there's this. Uh, let me see. What else did they have? There's a, a soloist singer on it. Holly Sedillos, I think it is. Um, she's the vocal singer. You want to butcher that anymore? Uh, no, thanks. I think once was enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a it was a cool little score. They had a lot of solo instruments or soloists in the recording. And where did they record this? The uh, they were at the Warner Brothers, one of the Warner Brothers recording stages, the Eastwood scoring stage. It's not it's not their um it's not their biggest scoring stage in Warner Brothers, but it's um it's a good size. Brian Tyler uses that one a lot. Oh yeah, so if you follow Brian Tyler, he he posts a lot of videos of him uh conducting yeah. while they're recording. Yeah. Yeah. Well so, yeah, so they were at the Eastwood stage and then they were also did the organ stuff at Nathan Nathan Barr's studio. Um what do they call it? Bandrica Studios. B A N D R I K A, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, so they were at a couple locations. Um, yeah, it was a fun score. I like that they had a lot of the the music was actually linked to the film um, on screen. So with Lurch playing piano or playing the organ, so you hear hear the things. So 
um, diegetic music. And I like that they did. They added a lot of pop, uh, pop aspects to it. Like in the score, like Mark was talking about, and we talked about earlier. But they also had brought in um, pop and popular culture artists like Migos, Carol G, and Snoop Dogg for "My Family." That specific song that they recorded for the end of the credits. And also, yes, that one. And in the very beginning of the movie, they have um, Christina Aguilera singing a special song, an original song, Haunted Heart, um, which I guess as uh, you heard at the beginning of our of the episode, we're playing it a little bit. Yeah, and. That, by far, is probably my favorite piece of the whole um, of the whole movie. It really didn't sound like her at first, because she was doing this... She was doing a really deep, bluesy, like, yeah. gritty sound in her voice. Yeah. Um, Mark and I did not catch that it was Christine Aguilera, but when we looked back at the, at the credits, credits yeah. saw it was her. Really wanted to get this song, so I just downloaded it, right? <laughs> Apple Music. Yeah. Thanks. Um, favorite song of Halloween by far. Yeah, it was a good. It was a really cool opening too, because they they did a little prologue to set up the whole Adams Family so it wasn't really it was a standalone film it didn't really link to any of the previous ones at all but I mean still using the same lore and the same um, traditional Adams Family like tropes like the, yeah. same the characters hand. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. but they, they set it apart so it was different enough um, kind of so like guess, how oh sorry what I was going to say just because it it starts off really quickly the prologue is before they're married Gomez and Morticia and then that's what the introduction is, is their marriage and then everything that, you know, like their families, they introduce a lot of their families and stuff in the introduction and how they're um, not accepted in. Oh, they're creepy and they're kooky, you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is their extended family though. And then they get, and then the two families join by Morticia and Gomez is his marriage. Um, and then they get chased out of town. But what were you going to say, Mark? Oh, I was saying the the like this remake or this version set itself up apart in its in its own world, kind of like Spider Verse did. Oh yeah, that which, that's all I was gonna say. We're seeing a lot <laughs> of that. More to that. <laughs> we're seeing a trend now. Animation is setting apart everything. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, like because they're doing a lot of Disney live action Disney live action remake of Lion King. When it's not really live action, it's more CG. Yeah animation made to look live action yeah so you're seeing a lot of animation studios kind of piggybacking off of that but they're using the animation to like make a whole new different story and not tie it to anything that's been done which is refreshing because then they can play by their own rules in the film and men make up stuff however they want yeah yeah i appreciate it i like it I don't know if most people do though. I think I feel like most people think 
when they see something that's animated or they find out something is animated, like a movie, they usually tend not to go see it unless you have kids. This one was good in the theater, though, because of the organ. Like, to hear um, hear it with the theater speakers, it was nice. Especially because they feature it so much. Yeah, I would agree. It's a good... The organ is a really fantastic instrument to hear with those nice, giant theater speakers. Yeah, and if you want to see it, we'll link a video uh, to our YouTube where we show... Um, we went to a screening of a silent film uh, at the at Nathan Barr's studio, so he was playing... Or he had a silent organist play the organ, so they went through the different rooms and showed which pipes were being used for what and everything. So they played through probably a, a, over, I don't know, 80% of the organ and showed us what all the instruments are and everything. So if you're interested in seeing what it looks like and kind of how the organ sounds on its own and what kind of sounds it can make and everything, uh, you should definitely check out that video on our YouTube. Um, we'll link we'll link it down in the description. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes. Um, we'll just there's going to be a, f- a handful of links that you can just go click through. Yeah, you can tell I don't do that part, so I just make sure Landon. Yeah, he he tells me which links he wants, and then I include the ones I want also. Yeah, so. Thank you, just for your pleasure, audience. Yeah, and the this the soundtrack for Adam's family is up on Apple Music, so if you do have that, you should. Listen to that. Um, and if it's on Apple Music, that means it's also on Spotify, YouTube Music, Google Play. Yeah. You can find it anywhere you listen to music now. Amazon Music Store, too, probably. Yeah. But more importantly, where can they find our podcast? You can find our podcast at anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Soundcast. A lot of the casts have Akiyama Music Brothers uh, Song to Screen podcast. You can also find out more at akiyamamusic.com. And Mark, if you're ready to close out, so am I. Yeah. If you um, also, if you have any suggestions about upcoming films or stuff you'd want to hear us talk about, uh, definitely send us a message. Yes, and hopefully we will. Um, you'll be hearing from us more regularly now. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yes, because uh, I missed you guys. Oh, we missed you too. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. All right. Uh, let us know if you go see Adam's family and yeah. what you think. Yeah. Let us know if you picked out all the little musical quotes and everything and which ones you like the best. Yeah. All right, and everybody. That's it. Baba da dum. You didn't do it with me. Okay, forget it. Anyway, uh, let's just use our theme song to cut us out. Here we go. And go. <laughs> <laughs>